Hello and welcome to the Solve the Overeating Puzzle podcast. My name is Eugenia Nikifaro and I am the host of this podcast and the founder of Unlocks You, the Eating Psychology Clinic, where we give you a mind plan instead of a diet plan so you can feel in control of your eating, food cravings, overeating and binge eating and can have a peaceful relationship with food. Now, in this podcast, I am talking about a topic that I hear my clients asking me all the time. So they start a program and then the first two weeks they do go really well and then they start worrying that it's just going too well and then they start being concerned about going back to old habits that they might not be able to stick with being being good as they say or um, eating well they are concerned that they are not going to be able to stay consistent because that has happened in the past they've been doing well in the past they would start a new program regime or a diet plan or an exercise plan and they will do well for two weeks or so or even a month or a few months but then the old habits start creeping in and then they start being concerned and that's what they all usually tell me well Eugenia I am doing really well but my concern is that I am not going to be able to con- to to stick to it I'm not going to be able to stay consistent what is it that I can do that I can be successful this time and that's what I'm going to answer in this podcast how to stick to a healthy diet and stay consistent with our journey whether it comes to weight loss or overcoming overeating binge eating so we don't go back to old habits and how can I not fall off the way again again so let's have a look uh, I will look into well what is actually often the reason why we go back to old habits why we sell self-sabotage and I go into some psychological aspects and then also what exactly we can do as well so I hope you enjoy this podcast and let's get started how to stick to healthy diet or how can I continue be and be consistent with my healthy eating on my way to maybe weight loss or weight management and just in general my relationship with food to stop overeating and binge eating it's such a common question and concern when I start working with clients we usually get this honeymoon phase we call it the diet honeymoon phase or a new program honeymoon phase when we start something new we're very very excited right and it can be actually for two weeks it can be for a month but then or even few months but then after a while it kind of starts slowing down we start allowing ourselves to maybe have more treats or go more out or, or do things that are let's say kind of leading us more towards the habits that we used to have before we started this new program and 
a lot of the time what happens is that uh, those old habits start really creeping in and there is more and more and more and more of them until we are actually completely back to our old habits and then what a lot of people experience is they go back to eating even though they're not hungry they go back to eating when they're bored maybe frustrated angry so emotional eating overeating and just kind of treating themselves more and then to a point where for some or a lot of people they just go back to their old weight and even more so they regain the weight back and obviously if they've had this experience for many times or really many many years in their lives of course their con this concern is very legitimate and this concern will be keep coming up because that was the experience in the past so of course their concern is then well Eugenia I'm doing real well but I've done that before I have been going well before and then I just went back to old habits so how can I stay consistent this time and what can I do so I would like to answer some of or give you some ideas um, about I guess how we can approach this topic but also as you know if you are a regular listener you know that for me it's always really important to go into the why so why are we doing certain things why are we not doing certain things what could be potentially the cause I can never say that's exactly the reason because obviously everyone is very very different so when I work with the individual I try to go deeper into their personal root cause um, but on this podcast or in my videos I can only give sort of a general idea so what I'd like to do first is to have a look into why we might be doing that why we might be self-sabotaging or go back to old behaviors and old habits that are really not serving us and then what we can do instead so what I see a lot of the time is that we create stories about ourselves we create stories about who we are about what we've been doing so let's say as an example you uh, decided to stop let's say overeating right or you are on a weight and health and weight loss journey as well and then you ate a slice or a cake or a biscuit or two or three now what is your common I guess what are your common thoughts what are the things that you say to yourself quite often quite often I hear clients saying things like well now I've ruined it who cares might as well continue might as well continue for the rest of the day because the day is ruined or might as well continue for the rest of the week for the month and sometimes it just kind of there is no stop for it yeah so there is a story what this biscuit or this cake means basically you've ruined it you feel like it's uh, that you've done it. you you've failed you start become you start talking about how you are a failure and maybe how useless you are and what this cake means as well yeah so 
we create all these stories, what that means and who we are. And the thing is that it's the story that can create a lot of problems. Because let's say if someone has a piece of cake and they just have a cake and then they move on with their lives, there are no emotions attached to it, right? Or just ate a cake and they moved on. And what's really interesting is that those people, they move on to normal, and it's really in quotation mark, normal, regular, sort of peaceful eating. Where someone who has a story, what this cake means or what those two biscuits or four biscuits mean, there is an emotion attached to it. And that emotion then leads to further behaviors that lead to certain actions and then also results. So let's say if I feel angry and disappointed with myself, I then maybe go and eat more because now it doesn't really matter. Now I want to comfort and soothe myself. Now I want to distract myself from feeling all those feelings. So I continue eating. And then we completely give up because, well, now we've kind of just ruined it really. And now we've ruined really everything. Yeah. And it's not what I'm saying. It's really what I hear a client say. Now I've ruined it. Now it doesn't really matter. So it's what we say and what and the emotions that we attach to a food that we had. But also beliefs and an identity that we have created for ourselves over our lifetime. So for example, maybe you've heard yourself saying something like, I am a binger. I have an eating disorder. I have a sweet tooth. I'm lazy. I'm just not a cook. I don't like cooking. Yeah. So these are very firm statements about what you have, who you are, what you do, what you don't do. But what we do is when we have a, an identity or a belief of who we are, we stop actually questioning it. Maybe it used to be true. Maybe it's not true anymore. But because that's what I believe about myself, I don't even try anything else to see maybe that actually has changed. Also about sweet tooth. This is where I usually really challenge someone when someone says to me I have a sweet tooth I really don't believe that we have a sweet tooth what I believe is that it's not a belief what I know is that we are all wired to enjoy and like sweet food in fact it's actually a surviving mechanism that we prefer sweet food over uh, bitter food bitter food was it's usually toxic. Not always, obviously. We know bitter, like coffee is bitter. And um, I guess it can be toxic in, in, uh, when we have too much of it. But let's say it's, it's not toxic to have some coffee for now and then, right? So, but let's say in wild nature, if something is sweet, it is most likely uh, safe for us to eat. If something is bitter, it might most likely it is toxic and that was supposed to be a trigger for us to stay away from it. 
So it was a uh, coping as was well the survival mechanism there as well. So we actually know that we have um, a part of our brain is really wired to uh, to enjoy that sweet food, and we also have taste buds that taste sweet food as well. Okay, so we will always enjoy and like sweet food, but craving it on a daily basis. That's not normal. And I really want to emphasize that craving sweet food on a daily basis is not normal. Enjoying it when we have it, liking it when we when we have it, yes, but not craving it. If there is a, if you're craving really sugar on a daily basis, I would really look into it and I will add a link to my previous podcast where I was talking about nighttime cravings, nighttime sugar cravings, nighttime food cravings. And I was going into much more detail about uh, what we can do when we crave sweet food in general at nighttime, but also in general and why it's actually not quite normal when we have when we crave sweet food all the time. Um, yeah, so these beliefs that we have create, created for ourselves, when, about what I say, what a belief is, a belief is a thought that we stopped questioning. It's a thought that we stop questioning. We no longer question what we think. And now it has become a belief, it has become an identity, and this is who we are. The thing is about our brain, our brain likes being right and it doesn't like being wrong. So it will actually look for all the different proof that we are right and correct. If you are saying, for example, you are lazy, you will be lying on the couch much, much more than if you believe that I'm active. I love being active. I love going out and exploring and traveling maybe and doing sort of uh, certain activities outdoors or inside, but being active. Because you have a belief that you're lazy, so you will be living by that belief. So it's really, we need to be very careful, I guess, about what we are saying to ourselves. Because when we have a certain belief and we want to be right, well, after, let's say, you've been sort of on a health journey for for a few weeks, for a month or so, but because there is still this belief, this is who I am, you will go back to old habits because you because your brain will want to prove that you are that lazy person, that you are not someone who likes cooking. Yeah, so it's really important. Actually, what we are doing here, we are creating a new identity. We are changing the person who we are. We are becoming a new version of ourselves that then has new beliefs, that then has new identity and lives completely by that new identity. So it's really important that you question that, that you, re- that you are listening to what you're saying to yourself in order to be able to really change for a lifetime, yeah? to change your behaviors, to change your habits, to change the way you think, feel, eat, 
and really do things. The other reason why we often give up is because we have, I guess quite often, people will tell me, I have the all or nothing mentality. I have a piece of cake or chocolate and I just think, well, it doesn't really matter. Now I've ruined it, right? I've just spoken about it. So all or nothing, I'm an all or nothing person. Again, it's that identity that we have created for ourselves. As a coach, my job is to always question what you're saying or what you're believing and whether it actually really serves you. So let's say why I do believe we are not all all or nothing person. Like I don't believe that we have a sweet tooth. If you were an all or nothing person, you would be behaving, you would be behaving that way everywhere. Not just only when it comes to diets or health or weight loss or exercise, you would be doing it everywhere. Like, for example, you scratched your car. You were sort of trying to get out of a really tight spot with your car and then you just created a real little dent and maybe scratched it a little bit. Now, I really would bet that you are not someone who thinks, well, now I've scratched it, might as well write it off completely and crash it until I I can't use this car anymore. It would be kind of silly, right? Or let's say you have actually a beautiful relationship and you maybe just met someone, maybe, you know, you, um, you maybe you remember how it was back then before uh, when you just met your current partner as well. So it's that at, at the beginning and there was the first argument. And most likely if you're still with that person, you didn't go, well, now we had an argument that said, I'm giving up completely. I let go of that person and I will go. You, you, had a, you had a belief, you had a hope that this argument is really not a big deal because you had your focus on, I want to make this work. You change, you focused on how to make it work. Do I need to apologize? Do I need to talk to the person? Do I do we need to come up kind of with a plan? What do we need to do? Right? You, you that these are two just only two examples, and I give you can give you so much more as well. These are two examples that show you you are not all, all or nothing person. Or let's say um, at work, maybe you made a mistake. You didn't immediately quit one after one mistake. You focused on, I'm going to do it better, I'm going to continue, I'm going to learn from this mistake and trying not to make make that mistake again, right? Your focus was again on how to make it work, what can I do better, what can I learn from this? It, yeah, that again, that shows you, you are not all or nothing person. It's not true. We have to stop really uh, tell ourselves things that are just not true. I hope you understand that you are not all or nothing person. So if as long as you have this belief, I'm all or nothing, or I kind of have the black and white, then every time you have a biscuit, that will just lead to having three packages of biscuits for the next three months. Okay, so 
we need to stop doing that. Change who, build your belief or change your identity of who you are and start, start, start really questioning what you're saying to yourself and what you believe about yourself of who you are. Also, the other reason is that we give up in general. Unfortunately, something that I see regularly, not very often, really not very often, but I do have seen, I've been doing this work now for seven years, I have seen people who, when they start struggling, they just give up. Yeah, because again, because of that negative self-talk, well, it's not going to work anymore. I'm doing this again, I'm failing again. We give up instead of focusing on how to make it work. What can I learn? The other reason we go back to old habits is that we are promising something that is not going to work. That's not, that, it's not something that we're going to do. So let's say you really feel like having a binge or, uh, a certain evening in the evening and then you're telling yourself uh, this is the last time I'm not gonna do it again I'm gonna start tomorrow tomorrow is going to be a new day from tomorrow it's gonna be great or well I'm gonna start on Monday Monday is a new week uh, I'm going to do it again how many times have you promised that to yourself and how many times did you not follow through so we have to stop telling ourselves something that we haven't been able to do in the past. We need to, it's, it's really, it's almost like lying. And I know that we have the best intentions. Absolutely. We believe ourselves in that moment, but we only do that. We only believe ourselves because we want to give ourselves permission right now to continue eating this food that's in front of us. Yeah, so it's avoiding that discomfort that we might experience um, and not focusing on long-term gain, but rather the short-term gain that we will have from, from eating that food, by eating that food. So, but the problem is when we tell ourselves this is the last time, now we are actually going into the psychological consequences of creating restrictions and scarcity. So psychologically, what we know is when we know food is not going to be available or there's going to be scarcity, we want to hoard. Hoard is like, oh, let's say, binge eating is part of hoarding. We will want to eat as much as we can and as fast as we can right now because it's going to go soon. So we start eating faster and more. So as soon as we start promising ourselves that it's, we're not going to do that tomorrow, we're going to start our new diet and be really good and stop doing all these things um, from tomorrow, Monday on, you are encouraging actually your brain goes on this overdrive and thinks, well, if there's going to be scarcity tomorrow, I need to get as much as possible right now. Yeah, so... A few things to consider. Maybe you can recognize some of these in some of your behaviors and some of the talks that you've had with yourself. So now I would like to go into what we can do instead to stay consistent with our diet, to stay consistent with our 
I guess, healthy way of eating. One is, and as you maybe noticed, I'm someone who really, really, really likes and, uh, yeah, things that it's really important that we are honest with ourselves. One way to be honest with ourselves is knowing that you are going to make mistakes. Like in a relationship, you will have arguments. Like at work, you will make a mistake. So with healthy way of eating or diet or, or exercise, you will not be perfect. There will be difficult moments. There will be a hard day, there will be a hard week, there will actually be even sometimes hard months in our lives. And maybe healthy eating will not be really your priority. Or let's say you won't have time for uh, going to the gym five times a week and then cooking every day or preparing food for the rest of the week. Maybe you won't be able to do that in the way that you used to be able to do that. So we need to prepare for difficult times and know that that will happen because I think it's the expectation that we have of, oh, I'll start something new and this is the key for me. This is the solution for the rest of my life and um, this will be perfect from now on. So while we're in this honeymoon phase and everything is great and perfect, yes, it's easier, but it won't be that way. So prepare for difficult times um, and know that that's going to happen, which is okay. It won't be perfect. You will make mistakes. But the question is, what are you going to do about that? So what I want you to do when that happens, I want you to try not to get into an emotional roller coaster and again, not to get into those stories and beliefs that I've spoken about earlier, what that means about you. What it means is just that's life. That's how we are and that's what happens. So can I be rational? Can I create a plan? And I will talk about it in a second. Um, how can I create a plan uh, going forward, moving forward? What can I do with the situation, in the situation that I have? How, what's the best approach here? Yeah. So avoid those stories and believe what it means about you. If you have a cake, it just means you had a cake. It does not mean you've, you've ruined it. It doesn't mean you are failing. It does not mean anything. It's just a cake. Like you had a broccoli, like you had a potato, like you had a chicken breast, you had a cake. That's it. So prepare for difficult times, avoid those stories and what that means about you. Try not to get into the emotional roller coaster, but try to stay rational. Fear comes from uncertainty. Uncertainty is basically when we feel like... Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I had this cake. Now I feel very scared that this this kind of will ruin everything and I will continue and I will go back to my old habits. So that fear comes from a place of uncertainty because we don't know what what that might mean, what that uh, where this might lead us and 
when we feel uncertain that feels like we are in danger so let's say again that survival instinct right when there is uncertainty it feels like well i don't know if there's a tiger in the bush and my life is not safe anymore so that's why what we need to do when we feel not safe when we feel so concerned because that's exactly what happens when clients tell me oh my god i am actually quite scared that this might happen i'm quite actually quite scared uh what kind of where this might lead to it's basically just uncertainty because there is no plan so what we need to do is we need to create certainty to create certainty is to create a plan knowing what works for you. What are you going to do when it becomes difficult? You can write down, write a plan ahead of time. So let's say, you know, uh, the next month or next few weeks will be really busy at work. So how are you going to make sure that you have uh, good food available? When are you going to do shopping? When are you going to do cooking? When are you going to do what? Yeah, or let's say when you come into a moment and you've realized, pool, last few days actually I was really in survival and I've been eating more out than I actually would like to. Okay, what, what am I going to do now? What has worked for me in the past to break that habit and what am I going to do this time? So write down a plan of action. When you have a plan of action, and that can be uh, a plan of when you're going to prepare food, when you're going to move, when you're going to exercise, when you're going to cook, maybe asking uh, your partner for help. Uh, it can be anything. It can also be for some clients that works to write down actually what they're going to eat over the week. Yeah, they write down the main meals maybe. Some clients like to write down every day what they're going to eat. So whatever works for you, do that. Write that down. Write down what you know will work for you. Create a plan because this is how you feel in control. It's the sense of feeling or being out of control that creates that fear, that uncertainty, that you don't know what's going to happen that you go back to old habits. So that's why we need to create a plan that will give you that sense of control. Maybe also what has worked for you in the past, write that down, but really be honest with yourself. Did it really work? Did you enjoy that process? Don't write down, let's say, something that you used to do, but you know you're not going to be able to do that. So let, like, let's say, you know, really busy times is coming, uh, time is coming and you write down five times a week, uh, five, yeah, five times um, a week going to the gym. It's not going to work. While it might be a good idea, but it's not going to work because you don't have that time right now, right? So write down what has worked for you in the past, but also what is going to work this time. And what exactly are you going to do? So that's how we create certainty. And this is the key. Be prepared for hard times. Know they're going to come. Know that it's not going to be perfect. So when it comes, you're not going into the emotional roller coaster and start telling story yourself these stories about what that means and who you are. And then also you start writing a plan what you're going to do in order to achieve that goal that you're currently work on, working on.
And the last but not least, and I did talk about it earlier, you have to change your identity. You have to change who you want to be to become, who you want to be and who you want to become. It's called role modeling. In NLP, it's called role modeling. Do you know a person who has what you have? Do you know a person who is maybe behaving the way you want to behave? Do you know a person who eats the way you want to eat? Exercises, moves, thinks, feels, maybe gets dressed the way you want it. Do you know a person like that? You can even, like I did that exercise with Catherine Hagel. I just love this actress. I love her strength. I love the way she shows up. I just love the, her power. For me, it's a powerhouse woman. And when I was working on uh, certain things, let's say, for me, it was about showing up in a certain way, um, feeling that strength within myself as well. I put a picture of her on my on my phone in the background, like a screensaver. So every time when I um, turn my phone on, I could see her there, and it reminded me of this is how I want to be. And it's not about that you want to become that like person, and you lose yourself. No, but it's a it's certain. Um, it's certain qualities that that person has and certain behaviors that they do. So what I want you to do is to write down who that person is or put a picture of them somewhere and then describe um, what do they do? How do they eat? What do they, what do they, how do they, they show up? How do they exercise? What are the, what are the things that they're doing that you know you want to start doing too? Again, write that down. Writing it down, not just only thinking about it, but when you write that down, the likelihood, and this is what research also shows, the likelihood that you're actually going to do it increases up to 70%. Otherwise, it's about 30 to 40%. Yeah. So I wanted to start thinking and living like this new person until you become this new version of yourself. Until you become this new version of yourself who eats well, who feels really at ease with food, who feels at peace with food, who is just carrying that confidence and dresses well and just is in full control of themselves and who they are. I hope this helps. So if you are someone who is currently really doing well, or maybe not, but you used to, and you're really wanting to go back, here are the, some here are the few steps for you. Please understand, it will never be perfect. It will never be the same. Things will always change. That is life. Life changes. Our circumstances change. But what doesn't change is that you continue. Giving up is not an option. You continue with this process. You continue with finding solutions because you know who you are. You just change how you approach it. Okay? That's the only thing, just the way you approach it, the way you do things changes. Everything else stays the same. 
because you are working on creating this new version of yourself. So have a plan, write down a plan, write down what you're going to do when there are difficult days, difficult moments, what are the tools, what are the strategies, what are you going to do? And that way you will feel in fullest control of your eating and your life as well. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and you found it helpful as well to stay in control and also really confident about any goals that you have, whether it's overeating, binge eating, or weight loss or or exercise or really any goals that you might have now let me know send me a message on instagram on um, on my email you will find us on uh, instagram in the links below it's just unlocksyou.nz and share this podcast so we can really spread the word we don't always know who might need to hear it today and this way we can really help as many people as possible and leave a review to also let me know how you find it and um, also if you would like to let me know if there is a certain topic that you would like me to talk about send me a message eugenia at unlocksyou.nz and I would love to hear it otherwise just connect with me on Instagram as well um, you might yeah you might have a topic that you would enjoy as well so no matter where you are in the world have a beautiful day night evening morning and i look forward to connecting with you very soon again bye for now Mm -hmm.